He is risen. Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia, the Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Together, Pascha Nostrum. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm, the Psalm 80, on page 441. Hear, O thou shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock. Show thyself also, thou that sittest upon the cherubim. Before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, stir up thy strength and come and help us. Turn us again, O God. Show the light of thy countenance, and we shall be whole. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry with thy people that prayeth? Thou feedest them with the bread of tears, and givest them plenteousness of tears to drink. Thou hast made us a very strife unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh us to scorn. Turn us again, thou God of hosts. Show the light of thy countenance, and we shall be whole. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou hast cast out the heathen and planted it. Thou madest room for it, and when it had taken root, it filled the land. The hills were covered with the shadow of it, and the rots, therefore, thereof, were like the goodly cedar trees. She stretched out her branches unto the sea, and her boughs unto the river. Why hast thou broken down her hedge, that all that go by pluck off her grapes? The wild boar out of the wood doth root it up, and the wild beasts of the field devour it. Turn thee again, O thou God of hosts, look down from heaven, behold, and visit this vine. And the place of the vineyard that thy right hand hath planted, and the branch that thou madest so strong for thyself. It is burnt with fire and cut down, and they shall perish at the rebuke of thy countenance. Let thy hand be upon the man of thy right hand, 
and upon the Son of Man who thou madest so strong for thine own self. And so will not we go back from thee? O let us live, and we shall call upon thy name. Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts. Show the light of thy countenance, and we shall be whole. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 10th verse of the 11th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it, from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain your new wine and your oil. And I will send grass in your fields for your livestock, for you may eat and be filled. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you, and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain, and the land yield no produce, and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. Here ends the first lesson. Together today, we praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Thou art the king of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting son of the father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou wast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, that thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. 
Here begins the 24th verse of the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, he will, not, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Dignus asks, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb, that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, <clears throat> hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
the Collect for the Rogation Day is on page 261 of the prayer book. <clears throat> Almighty God, Lord of heaven and earth, we beseech thee to pour thy blessing upon this land and to give us a fruitful season, that we constantly receiving thy bounty may evermore give thanks unto thee and thy holy church through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, from whom all good things do come, Grant to us, thy humble servants, that by thy holy inspiration we may think those things that are good, and by their merciful guiding may perform the same through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. These, uh, this is the second of the three great rogation days that come after the fifth Sunday of Easter, this also called Rogation Sunday, and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday before Ascension Day are called Rogation Days, which historically have been um, observed as prayers for a fruitful harvest, the practice on the rogation days in the in the English tradition was to uh, recite the litany as the, uh, in procession around the boundaries of the parish, which would be geographically the the the, the land in which the people in the parish lived, praying for uh, a fruitful harvest. Um, and this comes from the agrarian sense of dependency upon God for the fruitful harvest. And we've lost a little bit of that in our time because um, we're, because it's largely because of what, what we call globalism, that we, we get our food from so many different places that we can have a localized drought and still have plenty of food. And that's not necessarily a, a, a good thing. It, it gives us the illusion that we're not dependent upon the rains and these kinds of things. But of course, it also makes us dependent on things that happen in far-flung places. So global interdependence makes us dependent upon things we can't, you know, that are further away. But that's sort of a topic for another time. The lessons today focus on um, the dependency of of Israel on God, and this is related to the dependency on God for the rains and the fruitful harvest is connected to our dependency as Christians upon God for his blessing, and both come in response to faith and faithfulness. And here the, um, the, the connection on these rogation days is that the, the prayer for rain, the water which comes and makes the earth fruitful, is um, likened to the prayer for the Spirit, who the ascended Christ will send to us, and it's only by the Spirit's presence in our lives, watering us, as it were, that our lives bring forth fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. And therefore, apart from faith and faithfulness, 
We do not, God's blessing does not reside and are upon us and our lives, the fields of Israel and our lives become fruitless. This one of the points of the Deuteronomy lessons is that he says, Israel, the land I'm sending you into is not like Egypt. Egypt had the Nile River where it was always water. You could water the fields with a constant flow of water. But in Israel, you had you had to have the former and latter rains, the early and late rains to water, to water the harvest. If they didn't come, you didn't have a harvest. So this is Israel. God is so the and God says, my eyes are on this for good. Uh, and this is a, a positive and a negative because uh, I'm watching. <laughs> and if you're faithful, I'll see it and bless. And if you're not, I'll see it and I won't bless. And uh, especially if you go for other gods, that that the blessing that I come that I bring upon you because your faithfulness to the Torah will be withheld and your crops won't produce fruit. This ties into the Matthew lesson uh, where Jesus says, "No one can serve two masters," and he talks about anxiety. Uh, don't worry, uh, because um, anxiety is the opposite of faith and trust, and it's the root of idolatry. When we become anxious, the the, the root of anxiety is, will God really provide for us? And we get anxious and reactive, and we start doing things to make our own provisions. I think we can see this right back in Genesis when the serpent comes into the garden, Adam and Eve, what happens? They become anxious. Oh, do, is God really good? Is he, is it, maybe he's telling us to do this for, for a reason that he didn't let us know. And we become anxious and, they, and we start making our own provisions. So when anxiety overcomes us, we're pulled away from our connection to God in prayer and the, the practice of faith and faithfulness. And we're pulled into anxious reactivity to the world around us, which is idolatry, and it's idols, and that's mammon. We start serving mammon. What do I need to do to make it today? What do I need to do? And then we, when, when the urgencies of the moment butt up against duty to God, duty to God goes away. The problem with this is, is it becomes um, a habit then, because mammon is not, it doesn't give us blessing, it doesn't give us peace, it, we grow in the anxiety. So Jesus' response to this, or his answer to anxiety, it, it, it can be misunderstood to think he's saying, don't be anxious, like, you know, as though we could turn off the emotion of anxiety. But that's not what he's saying, if you pay, pay close attention here. And also in the sort of parallel verse in Philippians, where uh, St. Paul says, be anxious for nothing. He says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Here Jesus says, don't be anxious, but seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So the idea is the activity of seeking first the kingdom is what we're supposed to be engaged in rather than the activities of anxiety. So he's not forbidding us, I mean, because we're going to be anxious. Things that come upon us that are going to make us anxious. But what we need to, to, to not do is act out of that anxiety. Don't let anxiety pull us away from our prayer, from our habits of dependency upon God, from our habits of faith and faithfulness. And as we, as we resist the anxious pull of, of mammon in the world and stay in our prayer, it's why morning prayer, evening prayer, these, these are horticultural practices that keep us connected to God and keep us connected to his spirit. And out of our prayer, we, we go into the day and, and, and do the faithful things that God has called us to do. And as that horticultural reality governs our lives, 
God's blessing stays with us, and over the long term, our lives produce fruit. But when we're pulled out of that into the anxiety of the world, we run around making our own provision, serving the idols, all of a sudden God's blessing pulls away, not because God doesn't want to bless us, but he, he cannot bless us. He cannot pour down his blessing through a lack of faith and a lack of faithfulness and behavior. So this is kind of the connection of the rogation days, and it's, it's an exhortation to stay in that attitude of faith and faithfulness, <clears throat> which holds on to God and waits for his spirit to come continually in our lives to provide the things we need to, 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 to bless us and, and, and add to us all the things we need. And the result of this also <clears throat> is their lives come to be filled with the grace of, of God's peace and, and God's joy. So a couple of few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the form of intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercession for all mankind. <clears throat> Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, especially Joseph, our president, and Gavin, our governor. And so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. We'll pause for everyone to remember their personal intercessions. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, one about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, then unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning in prayer on this second to last day of Eastertide as we look to the Feast of Ascension on Thursday. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett.